Hi, everyone, and welcome to KCNR 1460 AM Radio. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and this is my radio show called Therapy in a Nutshell. It is based on my 30 years, 30 plus years in private practice in Redding, California, and it is also based on my book, Therapy in a Nutshell, which is the basic lessons that I teach in therapy and have for many years. A lot of people can't afford therapy or they can't drag the person that needs to have the therapy into the office. So reading that book is simple and straightforward and will give you some basic skills. So today, we're going to be talking about some communication basics. Many couples I have seen in therapy over 30 plus years would not need to be in couples counseling if they follow this one technique that I'm going to teach you today. It's very basic and it's based on the premise Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. And there's a very simple way to do that that makes sense. It's easy to do if you, if you practice it. And it will solve most of your really big problems. So before we go into the lesson on how to do that, I want to teach you a couple of basic skills that have been around for a very long time, but let's review them. There are some basic types of listening that we all should do. There's passive listening, and I think that about that as making listening noises. You know when you're on the phone with somebody and they're telling you a story and they're talking and you're going, uh-huh, yeah, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I call those listening noises. They're passive. You're not really engaging or taking over the conversation, but you're letting the person know that you're actively hearing them. So, when you're in person with somebody, passive listening involves eye contact, head nodding, making noises like, oh, okay, tell me more about that. Those are passive listening noises. So, I want you to remember that concept because we're going to employ that in a little bit when I teach you how to do this exercise. The other type of listening is active listening. Active listening is not where you take over the conversation or you make it about what you're thinking or feeling. It's, way, it's where you make sure that you understand what the person is saying by repeating back or paraphrasing back to them what they just said. Active listening can be thought of as an echo. It's not a new thought or your thoughts. It's seeking to understand what the person just said. Let me give you an example of active listening. Let's say I asked you for directions on how to get to the library. And you said, go up two blocks and turn right, and then the library will be on the left. I would say, okay, I get you. Go up two blocks, turn right, and then I'll see the library on the left. And you go, yeah. That's active listening. Now, let's say that I don't agree with you, and I wanted to say, I don't think that's where the library is. That would be different. That would be my part of the conversation. So telling you that part, would not be part of the listening. That would be part of the communication exchange. So know the difference between passive listening and active listening because we're going to use that in just a little bit. Now, let me give you an example. I I have some couples I've dealt with, you know, that are in therapy for quite some time, and they come back in and they say, oh, we just had a total blowout this week. And I say, okay, well, tell me what happened. And there's a difference between what happened and what the subject was. So I want you to get this concept. 
content is what we are talking about. Process is how we are talking about that. So I don't care what the content is that you or your partner are dealing with. What I care about as a couples therapist is what process are you using to be really good at what you're doing so that your process is healthy and communicative and doing really well. So content isn't as important as the process. And when I do this exercise with people in my practice, I often stop them in the middle of it and say, look, let's talk about how you're doing this because this is where the problem is, not what you're talking about. In fact, sometimes I even make couples do the exercise without ever telling me what the problem is. I want them to be able to talk to each other and do it in a very healthy manner. So uh, what, I, what I see with couples all the time in the office is they'll come in and they'll say something like, we had a real blowout this last week, and I'll say, did you use your skills? And they'll say, uh, no. <laughs> and I'll say, how come? And they'll say, oh, well, we forgot, or we got too mad, or we got all caught up in it. If they had been able to stop and utilize the skills that they've been taught they would have been able to solve the problem without having to come in and pay me the big bucks, which would be great. I'm all for that. So when we come back from the break, which we're going to take in just a moment, we're going to talk about what are these communication basics and how do you make them work in your relationship and how do you do that in a healthy manner. So we're coming back from break in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned and learn some communication basics. Purpose-Driven Banking. That's the vision behind the founding of Five Star Bank in 1999. Services inspired by partnership and defined by shared vision and goals. Five Star Bank, a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Your success is their success. Now that's smart people doing good business. In a world that's both more connected and more isolated by high tech, Five Star Bank brings you a personal touch to small business banking, cash management, and online services. Five Star Bank, consistently rated among the very best by industry associations, rating agencies, and of course, customers and partners just like you. Your partner in success is Five Star Bank. FiveStarBank.com. Visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell and Reading. Progressive, professional, personal. That's Five Star Bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The average adult has issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependably. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomforts. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palocedrodentistry.com. At ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. This is a pre-recorded broadcast of Therapy in a Nutshell.
Hi, everybody. We are back with Therapy in a Nutshell. This is KCNR 1460 AM Radio, and we are talking about some communication basics today. I'm talking to you about how many couples do not even need to be in therapy if they are willing to practice this exercise and utilize it with all of the conversations they have, um, especially the negative ones and the hard ones. Um, I've always said that it's really easy to tell each other how much you love each other, it should be at least, and how good the relationship is going and the, the fun things, but it's hard to talk about, you hurt my feelings, you said this um, and you didn't follow through, uh, you did something that really was horrible and I can stand it, you, you betrayed me, I need to talk about it. Those are the difficult things in relationships. And if we work really hard and learn how to communicate, we can overcome so much stuff And that's how marriages last. That's how relationships last. So, in talking about our communication basics, remember that we are seeking to understand before we seek to be understood. And the main way that we do that is by listening. But, you know, you can tell any couple, they can come in your office and say, well, you just need to listen to each other more. That isn't going to work. I mean, if that was going to work, you would have done it already. It's kind of like if, somebody tells you relax I do not know of anyone in the history of the world that when somebody looked at them and said relax that it worked and they relaxed it doesn't happen so I'm not going to look at a couple and say just listen to each other because you don't know how there's actually some skills involved in it so with these basics that we're talking about today you want to really understand the difference between passive listening and active listening passive listening is those listening noises not in your head showing that you're engaged and you're you're tuning in and active listening is where you are paraphrasing or saying a summation back of what they said not what you feel or think okay so let's let's set the stage for you learning how to do this communication exercise um, if you want to take some notes because your significant other is not listening um, that would be fine. Take take some notes. If you can um, duct tape and Velcro the person to the wall so they have to sit there and listen to this podcast, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Actually, I'm teasing. Don't hurt anybody in the process of listening to a podcast. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but if you say, please, please listen to me, listen to this podcast with me because I think it will help us, tell them how much money it will save in therapy costs. Yay. Okay. So you're going to sit down, take some notes on this, and talk about it with each other, and then pause it every once in a while and discuss it. But picture this. You're sitting there with your significant other, and you're going to talk about a subject. The first thing is you have to define your subject. It has to be able to be written down in a sentence, or it's unclear. You have not defined the premise of what you're about to work on. So let's assume that one person in the partnership And this is whether it's a marriage, a relationship, it's your best friend, it's your boss, whatever. Um, One person has defined a problem. So you want to be able to write that down. So let's say the show I did last Saturday was on the home supervisor. How do the chores get divided up within your relationship and how do you uh, make it fair, the distribution of labor in the house. So let's say that you want to sit down with your partner and say, I have a big problem that nobody's pitching in to help. I feel like I'm doing everything by myself and I'm really getting resentful and upset about it. So there's your subject. You laid it down. You could write that down on the table if you wanted to. So the person who introduces the subject becomes person number one. 
because it's your topic on the table. Your partner, the other person sitting across from you, is person number two. So person number one defines the topic. Person number two needs to do just a little active listening. So you want to talk about the division of labor around here in the house so that everybody pitches in more. Person one would say, yeah, that's what I said. Okay, so person one has the floor. You are now going to state how you feel or what you think about this issue. Now, here's a real important part. You don't get to go on and on and on. You speak in one paragraph. You remember back in English class where one idea was one paragraph? You have to be brief about this. So I always say, you know, only in a legal document is 10 pages considered a brief. And my husband, Rich, that died, said, hey, we think 100 pages is a brief, which is true. So not a legal brief. You have about a paragraph to say what's bothering you. This is not everything you feel, everything you think. It's just kind of laying out the introduction to the issue. So our subject we're taking as an example is that person number one is saying, I'd really like to talk about the division of labor around the house here. Person number two said, yeah, okay, I get it. We need to talk about how the chores around here and how everybody helps or doesn't help. Now person one, number one is going to say their paragraph. So it might sound like this. Hey, I've really been upset because I feel like I have a lion's share of the chores around here. I get off work and I'm cooking dinner and cleaning up and trying to get the kids' homework done and sending everybody off to get ready for school and putting their backpacks by the door and, and, and the laundry still has to be done and there's four loads of laundry on the couch to be folded and I'm, I'm getting pretty resentful and upset that you come home from work and grab a beer and sit down on the couch and watch the news. It, it, I'm just upset. There's your paragraph. You introduced the subject. Okay, now the first thing person number two is going to do is called feedback. We can also call it the echo, all right? Person number two isn't going to go, you know, I'm sick and tired of you ragging on me and telling me what I do and don't do. No, no, no. This is not what person number two thinks or feels. This is only the echo. Let's say person number one said the moon is made of green cheese. Person number two is going to hear, uh, you think the mood is made of green cheese. So it isn't whether you agree or disagree or whether you think it's stupid or not or what you think or feel. It is only what you heard the person say. So person number two is going to give an echo. And it might sound something like this. So you're getting kind of resentful because you're doing a lion's share of the work and you get off work and you still have to keep going and you feel like I get to come home and sit down on the couch and do nothing. So look for some head nodding, because person number one should be going, yeah, that's what I said. Now, person number one, you do not get the floor back. You only get to say whether the feedback was accurate or not. So you're saying, yeah, that's basically what I said. Now, side note here. If you just gave 10 pages of information instead of one paragraph, it is really hard to give an echo. It's too much information. In this communication exercise, you go round and round and round until everything is out on the table and everything is heard and talked about. Okay, so person number one defined the situation we're dealing with. Person number one had the floor first and spoke in one brief paragraph to define what the thing was that was going on for that person. Now, person number two gave the echo, and that is to, to make sure that person number two heard the problem. Remember, seek to understand before you seek to be understood. So now it's person number two's turn to talk. The only rule is that you have to stay on topic, 
which is we're talking about the chore division in the home. And you have to, you know, keep calm and stuff like that. You don't get to scream and swear and get super defensive. But it's your turn to speak on how you think or you feel about this issue that's on the table. So person number two might sound like this. You know, I get it. Yeah, you do a lot around here. You do most of the stuff around here. But I, I do the outside chores. And I think that counts for something. And, you know, I think, I think my job is harder than yours. You know, you're, you're sitting at a desk all day and I'm like, you know, racing around and doing really nasty stuff, dealing with horrible people. And I need to come home and sit and put my feet up and have a beer. That's what I think. So person number two, put the thoughts out there. And now person number one has to do what first? Feedback, echo. So person number one is going to say, I understand you feel, or I heard you say, or I get it that you feel that. And you do a brief summation of what person number two just said. And again, person number two is listening, saying, yeah, that's what I said. Or you missed the part about this. Or, wait, that's not what I said at all. Can, let me try again because I didn't make myself clear. So we're going for clarity, we're going for understanding, and we're doing this very slowly. In fact, in my office, what I do is I use a Nerf ball. You guys can use anything. Pick a ballpoint pen up, get an apple out of the refrigerator, get the box of Kleenex off the table, doesn't matter. When you have that thing in your hand, it's your turn to talk. When it is ready for the other person to give you feedback, you hand the ball or the box of Kleenex or whatever whatever, over to that person And that's their signal that it's their turn to talk. One of the things this does is it keeps you from talking when you don't have the ball in your hands. But it also makes communication like a lovely game of tennis. Picture that you're playing tennis with somebody and you are gently lobbing the ball back and forth. You're not slamming it so hard they can't hit it back. You're not popping it so high up in the air that you can't even see it because of the reflection in the sun. You're just gently lobbing the ball back and forth. You're not doing a whole basket full of balls over at the person so they have to duck and hide. You don't get to play both sides of the fence. You don't get to run around and hit the ball back for the other person. You have to hit the ball and wait. Hit the ball and wait. It is an interactive game between the two of you. Anything other than that, and that is not calm and good communication. Yeah, how many times have you seen somebody just, you know, practicing serves in tennis with a basket of balls and just slamming them over the net? The other person, there's no one on the other side anyway to listen or to send them back. So we want this to be communicative. All right, we're going to take a break in a moment, but we're going to come back and we're going to keep going on with how to do this exercise. And I will review it so you guys get it. It's not bad. I want to do a shout out to OsteoStrong. They are awesome. There's going to be a commercial that plays for them, and I just love Ken and Linda Burbank. And OsteoStrong has increased my bone density by 5.5% over the last 14 months. And it's easy and quick and cost effective. And I can go after work. I just go in my work clothes. It doesn't matter. And it's awesome. It's just a great place to go. That's a lot of fun, too. So uh, we're going to come back for Uh, from a break in a couple minutes and we're going to go on with communication basics thanks a lot join aaron ryan and bill cundiff 
for We the People Radio every Sunday from noon to 2. Our interviews on them give you the whole story rather than the mainstream media sound bites. Here on KCNR 1460 AM, we've got the experts on politics, environmental craziness, veterans affairs, property rights, Agenda 21, foreign affairs, and everything in between. The archives are always available online at wethepeopleradio.us. It's the most fun you can have while talking about them. Join Aaron and Bill this Sunday at noon for We the People. You'll hear great authors and commentators, professors and scientists, activists and military experts, researchers and whistleblowers, all spending time to inform us about their areas of expertise. We the People, brought to you by Team Power of Shasta Lake, your local Kubota and John Deere dealer. Call them at 530-226-9226. We the People on AM 1460 KCNR. Hi, I'm Sharon Clark of Home Helpers. It's amazing to look back at all the families we've touched since 2004, but our clients say it best. I want to express my deep appreciation for the love and support you and your... So fortunate to have an organization like Home Helpers... You never know how much your contribution meant or how greatly you touched our lives. Thank you so much for helping me care for my husband. After hearing what it's meant to them, I truly can't imagine doing anything else. When you need help for your loved one, choose Home Helpers. There is no place like home. We're all searching for what surprises us, inspires us, and pushes us further. Stare nature in the eye on the Cascade Theater's big screen with filmmaker Philippe D'Andrade, live on stage, discussing how to find your passion and presenting wild images from curious raptors to massive snappers. Plus, Turtle Bay will be on hand giving away free passes. Nat Geo's Untamed comes to the Cascade February 8th. Get tickets at 243-8877 or cascadetheater.org. When you need assistance applying for veteran benefits, consider utilizing the Shasta County Veteran Service Office. Our veteran representatives are all military veterans that are highly trained and fully accredited, giving you the best support possible. This is Celestina Traver, your Shasta County Veteran Service Officer. We welcome you to our office at 1855 Shasta Street to see what benefits are awaiting you. Please call us at 225-5616. Welcome back to KCNR 1460 Radio. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and you're listening to Therapy in a Nutshell. Today we are talking about communication basics, and I'm trying to teach everybody a couple's exercise, our partner exercise, to help you get clarity and have really solid communication. I have in the studio with me right now some very old friends of mine, Bob and Brenda Belangi. It's not that they're old. It's that I've known them for over 13 years. Getting older all the time. <laughs> we Aren't we all? But Bob and Brenda have agreed to come in and be vulnerable and be my guinea pigs to help show you how I teach this to couples. Okay? So what I'm doing is I'm going to quickly review the, the steps in the couples exercise. Person number one, and we've already decided person number one is going to be Brenda because she has an issue that they have recently been chewing at each other about. So we're going to actually solve that issue on the air. This should be exciting. Yeah, Brenda's going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Free therapy. I love this. 
<laughs> I just appreciate them being here. So Brenda's going to be person number one because she's going to define what the problem is that they're talking about. And again, if you can't write a sentence down that says this is the problem we're fighting about, it's not clear enough. Then Bob's going to be person number two. We're going to toss this ball back and forth very slowly so that it's done correctly. It is my job to interrupt them, stop them, and get their process in a healthy manner. Okay, so Brenda, you came in today to this therapy session, and you had an issue that you've been dealing with your husband about, and can you give us a very one-sentence explanation of what the issue is that you're talking to him about? When we're in, uh, usually it's a tense kind of thing. The emotions are high and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, something needs to be done. Uh, I, admittedly, I have a vision in my mind that may not be communicated well, but at the same time, action needs to be taken and Bob will just stop and say, I'm waiting for you to tell me what to do. And it's like passive resistance in a way. And it just annoys me because in, in the tone of voice that I hear is very annoying. Okay. Sounds so, juvenile to me. Okay. So you've laid a situation on the table. And here what I would, here's what I would suggest. You would look at your husband and say, hey, can we talk about something that's really bothering me? You, you request permission to sit down and use your skills. Okay. It's not like you're just throwing out, get milk when you're at the, the grocery store. It's, I want to talk to you about something that's really bothering me. And you would say what, Bob? You oh, would not boy. say run, fluffy, run. What would <laughs> <No>. you say? <laughs> um. What would I say? That's, would you, a, that's a really good... Um, would you say, yes, I'm willing to talk to you about it? Yeah, I, I, I would be willing. And in fact, that's usually how we resolve things. Is good. that um, uh, we'll kind of mutually reach a, a timeout. Brenda is, as anybody who knows her, is a force of nature. That's why she's in the business. That's she's why she's in. a weather person, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I will admit, sometimes I feel a bit... Uh, steamrolled and I get defensive about it and I will snap. Okay, and so if you use this communication skill that you guys did learn 13 years ago and have used on and off for 13 years, sometimes more successfully than others, but you, if she said, can we talk about something important, you would say, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So Brenda's asked, Bob said, sure. So she's person number one because she brought the topic to the table. So what I'd like you to do is I want you to talk to your partner. I want you to tell Bob Here's the problem as I see it. One paragraph. Only an attorney thinks a 10-page document is a brief. Rich used to say a 100-page document is a brief, (laughs) Batty. Okay. Give him one paragraph because remember, it will go round and round until you get solved. Tell him what it is. So the core of the problem is when that happens is that I feel like now I have to do everything, that I've lost you as a partner and that you're not helping me. And so now I have to solve the problem of communication with you and then solve the problem of what it is that I need done. And you're perfectly capable of doing things. I know this. Mm-hmm. And so it's just this childish now reaction that I hear. I'm not going to do that. Tell me what to do. I don't have time to tell you what to do. Just do it. You know what you need to do. But then it, it, what hits me is now i got to back up and take that on too. And of course, you know, I do too much and I know that, but... It, it's not helpful. And, it, and again, I feel annoyed because I've lost my partner. Okay, good stopping point. But I want you to remember that you have to have a paragraph and an off switch. It's really easy when the person's just listening to keep going on and on. So make sure you have your off switch. Now, it's your job to give her the echo, the feedback. 
This is not what you feel, Bob, or what you think. This is what you heard Brenda say. So it sounds like I heard you say, or I understand you feel, or your concern is. So define it back to her and keep it very brief. What I'm hearing is that um, I'm not being proactive in these things, and that the, I don't know if I would call it a fear, but the sensation that I'm just going to make the bad situation worse puts me in a paralytic mode or I lash back out to try to shut everything down. Now, did he hear you accurately? He heard my perspective. That's uh, all I wanted him to hear was your perspective. His reaction, though, I thought I'm hearing his reaction in that, I guess. In the feedback, yes. Yeah. Let, me, let me tell you what was a little bit difficult about both of these, and I see this in my office all the time. If you are a little bit vague and all over the place with how you're defining the problem, it's very hard to give feedback. So if you could do your part again, because remember, we're working on process here, not just content. In fact, in a therapy session, if we never get through the whole thing, I don't care. I want your process to be good. So I want you to restate the problem with a little more clarity because you were a little bit vague and kind of, you were drawing from what you sort of said before, from what he said before. Start as if it's brand new and nobody's heard it. I am cons- I don't like it when, or you have a behavior that bothers me and it is this behavior that bugs me. Be very clear and try again. When I need you to help me, it really bothers me when you shut down and stand there and wait for me to tell you every move to make. That's not helpful. Beautiful. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I want to do the happy dance. (laughs) That was very good. Succinct and clear. Give her feedback on that, Bob. Well, what I'm hearing is that even if I'm not 100% sure that it's the right response, give a response. No, no, wait. That's the solution. That is not what she said. I frustrate her because I fail to respond. There you go. Okay, and here's what happened. As soon as Bob said that, Brenda was doing the head naughty thing and put it, give a thumbs up. Yes, that's what I said. Now it is your turn to talk, Bob. And as long as you stay on this subject, you can say what you think or feel about this. Now, in this communication work, at any time that you want to offer a solution or a compromise... Or if things get too heated, you can agree to come back later. And the final thing is you can say, we need Patty Bay in in here. (laughs) We'll go spend the big bucks. All right. So it's your turn to talk. Talk to your wife. Tell her what you think about this. Mm. Now, you see, this is where it gets tough for a guy with guy social training. Because we're supposed to keep all that stuff inside, you know. Uh I do, I do feel overwhelmed at times. Um, Tell her. I, I, do, I do feel very, because, again, you are a force of nature. And um, I should not let that diminish me in any way. Although I, I let it happen. I allow that to happen. So um, sometimes you can be astonishingly to the point, and that is both your greatest power and your greatest liability because you can inadvertently really tick people off with that directness. Diplomacy would not be a good career. (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. Now that's a good stopping point. Okay, You gave her a paragraph. Now it's Brenda's turn to give feedback, to give Bob the echo. Now again, not what she thinks, not what she feels, but 
only what she heard him say. Give him the echo. I heard you say this. So what I got out of that was that sometimes I kind of steamroll you, bulldozer you, and I'm, I maybe give conflicting messages. And not to, I'm real pointed in a sharp way. But at the same time, I, I also kind of heard you say that you want a specific direction task. I, okay, I, now you don't get the floor back. Okay. okay, you just get to say whether she heard you correctly or not. And that was I, good. That was I good believe feedback. she heard. I believe she heard you yeah. too. Okay, now it's Brenda's turn to talk. She gave Bob his feedback, and it's her turn. The Nerf ball got thrown into Brenda's hands, and she's holding it right now. Speak on the subject. So, I guess, actually, I have a question. What would be helpful in resolving the issue? Because, basically, we don't fight. We have our moments have. of, no, we never have. And we, we are interested in the same thing. We're interested in solving the problem. Um, sometimes it requires some external help. Thank you, Patty. You're welcome. Um, uh, so what could I do differently? And I ask this all the time because I recognize in some of these instances, I am a common denominator. I have this problem a lot with people. They don't hear what I say or they, they just, some, some things they were, and I don't understand what I'm doing wrong or or ineffective that's really the right word what's the biggest problem why am i ineffective okay so you're you're asking him a specific question i want you to do it again but a little more succinctly because you had some beautiful thoughts there but you wrap them up kind of haphazardly which makes it hard to give you feedback so be a little more succinct what can i do to keep you out of that mode I, should I respond? No, first you're going to give her the echo. So you're asking me. You're asking me what you need to do to get not just me, but others to respond as you expect. Now you threw that last part in there, but yeah. <laughs> he, what he did is what I call colored that with his own crayons. Because <laughs> she did not say, I have expectations. He assumed that. So you were right on it first when you said you're asking what you can do to be better heard or to come across better or to, if, even if you wanted to color it with your own crayon the only thing you could say is so that I feel better about communicating with you okay so try your feedback again and be a little more clear and stay with what she said I've <clears throat> displaced the thread of this already mm-hmm. um, what do you need to do so that there is not the miscommunication A little bit off. All right, here's what we're going to do. If, and this is, I'm really glad this is happening. Brenda's kind of making a face like that's not quite what I said. So so this is where you say to him, let me try again because I don't think I was clear. And, And this is where you have to be careful because you are so incredibly intelligent and you are so verbal that you want to cram 10 pages of information into that one paragraph and want him to hear every word and you get frustrated when he doesn't. So you know how to kiss it? You know what kiss it means? Keep it simple, stupid. Okay. I want you to kiss it and keep it simple. And or, say it to him again, and Bob, listen carefully. And I won't interrupt before you give echo this time. Or maybe is this kiss, keep it simple, smarty? Smarty, yes. <laughs> I even like that better. I love that. Keep it simple, smarty. <laughs> uh, I'm going to reference a particular incident the other night when I called you a jerk, and you were peeing me off about behavior. What can I do differently so that you don't lock up like you did the other day? The question is, what can I do? What can you do differently so I don't lock up? Beautiful. Woo! Yeah. 
Happy Dance. Your turn to talk, Bob. Everything from interpersonal relationships to going through the drive-thru runs into this particular wall. And as Patty succinctly pointed out, you feed so much information into a simple query or a simple request that the number of available responses is near infinite. And trying to pick the best of those responses leaves me in, the, in, in sort of a quandary of what does she really want? And how many times at a drive-thru have we, uh, or you have complained, people don't hear me. And it's, it's a matter of you, you tend to data dump on people. And, and that's without whether or not you go off on a side tangent. Okay, good stopping point. Feedback. I hear two things. One is slow down. Don't give so much information at once. Just because I'm able to digest it doesn't mean that the other, I'm able to deliver it doesn't mean the other person can digest it in that. And the other thing I hear is that you feel I have expectations of a specific action you need to take a particular way of doing things. Those are the two things I heard there. Excellent feedback. Okay, before we go for a break, we have a couple minutes left here. I want to make two side observations. One is what I hear Bob saying between the lines is that you don't always feel safe with Brenda. You feel intimidated. You feel like you're going to make a wrong move. You're going to be judged or yelled at. or And you guys don't fight, but you're going to be disapproved of. And so the safety factor is so important in a marriage. And I'm going to even have to do a whole show on how do we feel protected and safe within our relationships because it's a huge couple's issue. But what I'm hearing is Bob does not particularly feel safe. And then the other thing I'm hearing is that, Brenda, you need to recognize that you probably run your brain at what we'd call 100,000 watts. And the average bear thinks that 25,000 watts. So you can't data dump 100,000 down to 25,000 because you lose people. And the funny thing is, is people get so intimidated by that and they get blown out by it, they blame you. And they That's say, okay. I'm, I'm willing to take that blame. <laughs> it's, it's a, you know, I can, I can relate to it because I've had the same problem all my life. I have to slow it down and I have to put it into language that is more accessible to everyone. And you have such, you have this incredibly huge heart. And this, ever since I've known you, you just love people and you, you see others and you give of yourself. And then I see you get frustrated because they don't always get you. And I think it's exactly what we're talking about here. And you are so incredibly brilliant. I know you will get this. I absolutely know it. But those are two big therapeutic issues for you guys that are out here on the table. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have Bob and Brenda go around another couple of times till they actually resolve <laughs> this right here on the air and help all these couples out here. All right, so we're going to go to break and we'll come back in just a couple of minutes. Blues Hall of Famer Robert Cray is bringing his band back to the Cascade Theater for a show you don't want to miss. Robert Cray blends blues, soul, and American roots with a soulful voice and precision guitar work that's earned him five Grammys. 
the Robert Crane Band, Saturday, February 9th at the Cascade. Get tickets now at 530-243-8877 or cascadetheater.org. Welcome back to Therapy in a Nutshell. This is Dr. Patricia Bay, and this is KCNR 1460 AM. And we are talking to Bob and Brenda Belangi, who are willing to be our guinea pigs here on the show. They are a married couple. You guys have been married how long? 13 years plus. 13 years plus. Yeah, they were together for a long time before that. And uh, I've known them for years, and they're just wonderful people. And they were so brave to come in here and be vulnerable about a very real situation in their marriage they're not even doing a fakey thing which is cool so uh the the communication basics that we are talking about is that you have to seek to be understood before you seek you have to seek to understand before you seek to be understood and that's very important so they're talking about an issue and just in quick summary brenda was talking to bob about he has a behavior that kind of really bothers her and makes her feel upset when she tries to talk to him about a problem he kind of freezes up doesn't know what to do and what we're noticing here is that he gets intimidated and he feels unsafe and brenda's saying what do i do that makes you feel that way and bob explained to her that she kind of downloads too much information information really quickly and it puts him on overload and so that's where they've gotten so far in this communication exercise. So we just finished before the break that Brenda had said um, she heard Bob very well with what he said, and it was her turn to talk. So, Brenda, it's your turn to speak back to Bob about what, where you are with this right now in this exercise. So this is good insight about, you know, it's too much data too fast. And I don't realize that's what's going on. So we have other situations where we communicate with each other, uh, particularly when we've been on our live show with hand signals or whatever, is that it's time for something. Mm-hmm. So um, what I, I think would really help me help you is when you let, you let me know that slow down, chill, start over again, give me, you know, instead of giving me a terabyte, just give me a gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... That would really help me know when I'm in that mode and that you're feeling unsafe, overwhelmed, and we can work out a way for you to let me know that. Mm-hmm. Good. So you're offering up a solution, which is very appropriate in this. When it's your turn to talk, you can offer <coughs> up a solution or a compromise, and that's what Brenda's doing right now to Bob. So mm-hmm. give her the echo first. Um, you are hearing my my problem that I have sometimes when you over... Now time out. You've taken the floor back to what you think or feel. First, tell her, I hear you saying, or I get it that you're suggesting, or okay. her, uh, hear her first before you say your um, opinion. I hear you suggesting that you reduce the amount of, it, it, that you reduce the amount of dump <laughs> or data. <laughs> the, the data that dump, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you cut back on your bandwidth a little bit. Let's put it in electronic, ter- in, in, in uh, data terms. You um, you're trying to push uh, uh, a, a gig of data down a 1K line. 
Okay. But that's only part of it. Now give it the other part. Um, and I need to have some kind of indicator without the getting upset or slamming something down or stomping off or any of the above activities, a, a subtle feedback cue that, uh, whoa, ease, yeah, lighten up on the throttle just a little bit. <laughs> okay. It doesn't have to be subtle. All right. Did he hear you? Yes, he did. Okay, so what, what you're doing with the feedback is you're telling her what you heard her say, and you're giving them the head nod, yeah, 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 and you even say, yes, that's what I said. Okay, now it's your turn to talk. So what do you think about the solution that she's offering? I think it's a very valid solution. I need mm-hmm. to work on the feedback cues uh, in more mature fashions. Uh, don't close up. Don't slam something down. Don't go, well, fine, or any of that stuff. Um, <clears throat> work on mitigating the situation rather than and and not be quite a, why why is um why am i reacting adversely so i hear you saying that you think it's a good solution but you would like to do it in a mature fashion not get defensive not get angry not get intimidated All right and shut down to do the behavior that she said makes her feel like you're being a jerk yeah. Okay, um, so everybody needs to bring a better self to the table in a slower manner. So I've got two suggestions for you guys, and I'm so proud of you. I mean, I feel like you made a step in the direction to deal with this in a, in a positive way. But what I would like to suggest is that when you have the next thing that's bugging you, you, you look at him and you say, let's use those skills. Let's sit down and slow it down. That would help a lot. The other thing is to develop a not intimidating and not angry nonverbal cue. I mean, I have couples do the old Carol Burnett thing, pull your ear or touch your nose or something, um, even some kind of hand signal that isn't derogatory, like mm-hmm. picture the middle finger. That would not work, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. oh, that has passed between us a couple times. Oh, yeah. Both ways. <laughs> eye, rolling, <laughs> eye rolling does not work either. Heavy sigh, that's my signature. Oh, yeah. Heavy sigh. That, heavy sighs are just loaded. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, they're like big baskets full of that stuff. That just escalates it right there. Okay. So heavy sighs, those are all nonverbal angry cues. Mm-hmm. So what we want is not a stop signal, not a cutoff signal, not a flip you off signal. We want something that is non-triggering. A wait a wait signal. Right. I need a signal that says, uh, you recognize that you're now in that overwhelm mode. Okay. So you stop it before... Before you go Yeah, escalate go to the behavior yeah, that irritates you... me. Okay, Is so... That, am I making sense? Yes. So you're wanting him to recognize that he's going on overload. Now, the other thing you can do, too, is you can see it on his face if he goes on overload. So what would be a good nonverbal signal that would be non-triggering? I mean, what if it's something like tap your elbow or touch your nose? Stroke the beard. Yeah, but you stroke your beard anyway when you're thinking. <laughs> so what would be a nonverbal signal that would be not associated with something else that would be intimidating? Hmm. The funny thing is, is that he's usually right when he rebukes me. He's right. So it doesn't okay. have to be, a, to me, it doesn't have to be a non, 
thing it is. It's it's like dear one. Slow down. <laughs> there is something to be said for And that then he has my attention. I think you are also <laughs> underestimating how intimidating you can be though. Well, that's true and I don't realize I'm doing it because I am three miles down the road on the next task mm-hmm. and I'm not present. But your razor blade eyes are still in the room looking at uh, That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, a, a better response and, and the, the cue might be very long pause. There's something to be said for audio, audible white space. <laughs> audible white space. That's I a like good that. one. Okay, so how about if you pause and you do a nonverbal signal. Let's do something like you're going to touch your elbow. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, in sign language, that means cracker, okay, <laughs> when you hit your elbow with your fist. But say you're going to touch your elbow, and that means I'm getting overwhelmed. Please slow down. And then you might even say to her, could you start over and say that one more time so I can hear you? I, I need to process that a little bit. I need bit. to process that for That's a moment. That's perfect. Okay. So give me some white noise here for a moment. Let me process, and I'll answer you in a moment. Can we just sit in silence for a moment? That will slow you down as well. Okay, so you've, you've done this. You've talked about how to toss the ball back and forth. Brenda's learning how to keep it more succinct and not do a huge data dump. Bob is learning how to recognize that he tends to get defensive and intimidated, and then he gets kind of angry and verbal and big, trying to squish Brenda down some, and none of that was working. Okay, so you're going to bring new energy to the table. When you have the next thing to talk about, whether it's something as silly as what do we do tomorrow on the boat, you know, you're going to do it with this skill and practice it. What's really cool is once you use this skill a lot, it gets seamless. Mm -hmm. You say, can I talk to you about something that's bugging me? Sure. You know, when you act like that, guy, you're a jerk. You just get intimidating. You throw stuff down. I can't stand it. I hate talking to you about good stuff that we need to talk about. He goes, oh, God, you're right. I do that. Okay, I hear you saying I act like a jerk. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. But you know what? I, you do want to talk to me about something good, but God, Brenda, you can be so intimidating and you download information so fast, it really bothers me. All right, you're right. I hear you. You're saying I download information really fast. I need to work on that. You're right. I do need to work on that. Okay, I'm suggesting that I stop downloading information so fast and what can you bring to the table? And so then Bob says, all right, I hear you owning your part. I'm going to own my part that I yeah. act I overreact and I get defensive and I and I act kind of hostile. So how about if we both work on our own stuff and make that better? That's that whole thing in a minute and a half. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. It, it was therapy in a nutshell. <laughs> I love That's that. what you're so good at. <laughs> thank you. All right. So I I just want to thank you guys for being willing to be my guinea pigs here. It's a little weird being on this side of the table, isn't I it? I love it. Bob and, Bob and Brenda are both into radio, and they are electronic geniuses, and they have been doing radio for a long time. He's the electronic genius. No, no, no. I'm not a genius. I just Google really well. <laughs> he does well, do that. Google makes all of us look so smart. <laughs> it's so but it's wonderful, wanna, isn't it? I want to offer you each a moment to sum up anything that you're thinking or feeling about what we just did or any comment you want to make. Brenda, what, what, anything you have to say? Well, I think um, I realize I've made a mistake. I've recognized for some time that I'm the common denominator in all this, and yet I don't mm-hmm. know how to fix it. So now I have a good set of tools in my toolbox thanks to you to work on that and i always apologize say look i'm sorry i got grumpy with you um because you know stressed out or whatever Um, i take ownership of it that's wonderful you have to take ownership of it Mm -hmm. owning it is half of the battle well and as i said i recognize i'm the common denominator that's great we we have never 
ever that I can recall gone to bed angry. True statement. That's awesome. Well, you two are meant for each other. You know, you get each other, you love each other, you always come back around to resolving everything. So I would like to thank Bob and Brenda Belangi for being my couple here today to help all of you learn how to do this very simple communication exercise that can help save relationships. So thank you very much, Bob and Brenda. I appreciate it. An unexpected pleasure. That's what we get for not getting out of the building fast enough. What was it they had on a series of unfortunate events? Life is a conundrum of... Miracles. Well, it wasn't miracles, but it is. It was a great quote, though. It was conundrum of something. Of enigma or something. Something like that. Um, So, yeah, I get in trouble with my vocabulary, too. Not in the sailor talk end. Well, that might cause me some problems, too, but... But I use, you know, Stuff that the FCC would $2 words, and most people are down at 25-cent words. You know, I there do get go. in trouble with that. There yeah. you go. You can do uh, it. But thank you so much, Patty. Thank you very much for being here. It's our pleasure. So I'm going to do a quick summation of what you learned today. This is a communication basic, and what we're going to do is always seek to understand before we seek to be understood. And the premise of this whole exercise is you slow it down. You give your information briefly, just a paragraph, remember, just a paragraph, and then you do the echo first. The person who's listening to what you explain, you do the echo, and you say, I heard you say, or I understand you feel. And then it's your turn to talk. So you're going to go back and forth and go around and make it happen. So it's easy, you guys, when you sit down to do it. And if you're saying, God, we need to go and get into couples therapy, I want you to repeat what Patty Bay would say to you. Are you using your skills? Because if you're using your skills, you probably don't need to come into my office and pay me the big bucks. You can do it on your own. So 